Jumpman, 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 Jumpman. Howard is now sponsored by the Jordan brand. Bowie State finds their interim head coach with the swiftness, and the SEAC commissioner steps down. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day Every day in today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online that has you covered all season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we have some, somewhat, I'm not going to say exactly, but somewhat of a double album for Feature Friday this week because, you know, we're going to have one the beginning talking about Howard and their money moves with the Jordan brand, but we're also going to highlight everything that the now retired SEAC commissioner did during his tenure in the last segment. So let me know below, not even about this comments or about this show, but what is your favorite double album? I'll tell you mine at the beginning of the third segment. So let's start off with the first album, and that is Howard making big time money moves because they are now a part of the Jordan brand. Now, when you look at Howard, you'll see the Under Armour logo on their chest and all of their sports. But that deal is ending in the summer. So starting next year, the next time that you will be seeing Howard, they will have the Jumpman. Yes, Michael Jordan himself, the Jumpman on their gear for all of their sports. Basketball is going to have it. Men's and women's. Football is going to have it. Everybody is going to be fitted out with Jordan apparel except for the golf team and that's because they have a deal and it's beyond just the Under Armour they have a specific deal with Steph Curry who has been able to you know give a lot of money to the to the um to the Howard team and has given a lot of resources so when you're looking at them they're going to give you gear resources equipment apparel a lot of things so that's not going to change they're still going to have the Under Armour they're part of the Curry brand so it's more specific than just the overarching Under Armour brand is specifically Curry so they're going to stay that but everybody else is Jordan, and this is huge. Let me let me give you a list of all the teams in the nation, not in HBCU, not in the SWAG, MEAC, CIA, CIAA, excuse me, SEAC, not in just that. I mean every single school collegially in the nation that is sponsored by Jordan. And let's go. It's, it's just a, a big-time list of North Carolina, UCLA, Michigan, Georgetown, Marquette, San Diego State, Houston, Oklahoma, Florida. And if you were counting at home, that's nine teams. You put Howard on there, that's 10. That's rare company. Ten, there's, there's conferences bigger than 10 teams. So 10 teams being sponsored by Jordan is absolutely nothing. That makes Howard one of the few. One of the very few teams that actually will have Jumpman on all of their apparel. This is big time. That stamp is a rarity. And as you can see, Howard's the only HBCU. Last time I checked, San Diego State wasn't an HBCU. Neither was Marquette. Neither was North Carolina. Last time I checked, and if somebody, if somebody has information that I don't have, 
Go ahead and let me know in the comment section if if all of a sudden the University of Houston became an HBCU overnight. I mean, I'd have been to the University of Houston. A lot of my HBCU alums have been over to University of Houston for hump day and hump nights, but I don't think they're an HBCU. That puts Howard as the only HBCU on the in the in the nation, not even just on this list. Let's talk about it in real life. In the nation that is sponsored by Jordan. And in addition to this, they're the first HBCU in nearly 20 years to get that stamp. When Jordan first started his brand in 97, in the late 90s, I believe it was 97 to be specific, there was three teams that he went to, or three schools that he went to. In North Carolina, a actually was one of the founding schools of the Jordan brand. And it's crazy. The roots of Jordan have, and we're going to talk about roots throughout this, this topic, the roots of Jordan have HBCUs in them. There's HBCU roots within the Jordan brand. But when the MEAC decided to have a, a, a conference-wide deal with Russell, that kind of provided as somewhat of a fetter for the Jordan-North Carolina a t relationship, and that had to be done. It deaded the relationship, and then it just never bounced back from there. So in the last 20 years, 19 to be specific, but we rounded, right? Um, in the last 19 years, there have been no HBCUs to be sponsored by Jordan. Now Howard's here. And we're talking about roots. We talked about the North, the HBCU roots in the Jordan brand. Let's talk about the Howard roots within Nike because it just kind of makes sense for Howard to be the school. And not just because Howard is one of those schools that are that is on the forefront of people's minds when thinking about HBCUs. Howard has a lot of people influential within Nike. So when you're looking at the yard runners and that um, apparel, is basically like apparel for Nike. And when you're looking at that, they have people there. There's multiple alumni who have contributed to that. When you're looking at the 2.0 version of Yard Runners, they brought in a Howard alum to say, okay, we're going to make sure that this is even bigger and better this time. So you got Howard again. And then when you're looking at the, the company, the League 22 company that helped with the Yard Runners 2.0, that's founded by a Howard alum. Howard is everywhere. Their fingerprints are so far into the, the, the Nike brand that it just makes sense that jordan says you know we're gonna come on and this is very similar to the the move that lebron made when he sponsored fam you so we're seeing more of these brands that are big time brands now being connected and sponsored or sponsoring these hbcus this is great and maybe the last domino that really put this into place was craig williams because craig williams worked at aflac and he was one of the people who was instrumental in making sure that Aflac and Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders paired for those um, those commercials that we see. That's that guy. They recently brought him in. There are so many Howard connections. Then you have the right guy with the initiative to do this. And I know that this this is something that had been in the works for a, for a while. But this move right there, bringing in Craig Williams, I felt like it was it was the final piece of the puzzle to finally make sure that everything went through the way that it was supposed to. And I'm excited. I can't wait to see next next year. You're going to see that jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Howard's going to have the, the logo right there on a chest when you're watching the athletics next week or next year, actually, excuse me, not next week, but next year. And going forward, we're going to be talking about Bowie State. They're going to have a new coach next year. And it felt like Damon Wilson just left. They already named their replacement in the swift 
fashion. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Bet Online because Bet Online is the best place for all of your sports wagering. A lot of people believe that we have went to Miami for the last time. There's no more going back to Miami. This series is over in Boston. What do you think? Are we getting to a game seven? Put your money down. Let us know what you think about that. But only put your money down on Bet Online because that is the best place. And in addition to the NBA playoffs, you're also going to have NFL futures. My Saints just built up a nice little roster. Who's going to win the NFC South? That's what I want to know. If you ask Locked On Saints, might just be them boys in New Orleans. If you ask Locked On HBCU, it might just be them boys in New Orleans. And that's all that really matters if you ask me. Go to Bet Online, bet on the futures, who's going to win your division, who's going to win the conference, who's going to win the Super Bowl, all of that and more. And even your favorite Vegas casino games or esports, they have everything over there at betonline.net. They are the most versatile. And that's just in addition to being the fastest and easiest. What a wager on all of your favorite sports, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I appreciate it. Make sure that you're checking out Locked On Sports today as well. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and then also the take of the day. You can find it on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, you can find that. And today's word of the day is better. It means something that prevents someone from moving or acting freely. That was the MEAC contract with Russell that didn't allow them, the NCAT or the North Carolina anti Aggies to move freely with the Jordan brand. But it's okay because Howard got that back. Let's continue. We're going to take a break from our double album of Feature Friday. We are going to talk about Bowie State and how they found their interim coach with the swiftness within the same day. Damon Wilson said, hey, I'm going to Morgan State. It is what it is. I'm going on to Morgan State. Everybody's happy for him. But in that same press conference, they said, yeah, Kyle Jackson is going to make sure or is he going, he's going to make sure that our program continues running smoothly. I said, man, by the morning, you got to You have to have a new coach by the afternoon. Really, that same morning, you already have a new coach. And I think that it tells me one of two things. It's one of these. Either Damon Wilson said, hey, things are progressing with Morgan State. Or they just had a, a, an emergency plan in case Damon Wilson ever left. They knew exactly who was going to be their interim head coach. I think both of these are really realistic options, but let's get into the first one. And the first one is Damon Wilson has been at Bowie State since 2009. I'm sure that they have a mutual respect for each other. This wasn't his first time at Bowie State. I don't think there's any bad blood. In operating in good faith, it would make sense to keep people aware. Now, Morgan State hasn't had a coach for months. We don't know when they contacted Damon Wilson. We don't know when things got serious with Damon Wilson. All we know is that yesterday we said, oh, Damon Wilson expected to be the coach. Boom, he's the coach. It was with the same swiftness that Bowie State found their interim head coach, Morgan State hired Damon Wilson upon hearing the reports. But we all know negotiations don't happen in a day. That's not how things work weeks months it can be any amount of time but it's not a day they didn't just walk up it's like this is the check and he was like i'll take the job that's not what happened there was a negotiation and i'm sure that he said something to Bowie state whether he said hey morgan state just called me about this job i'm going to consider it or 
if he said, hey, I've been talking to Morgan State and things are starting to get serious. I think I might be a one of the leading candidates, the favorite, whatever it may be. I'm sure that he updated them on his progress. When that happened, I don't know, but I'm sure that that happened. Another possibility that I said was that they just had some money in the stash. Every, people aren't stupid. People are not dumb. And Damon Wilson is a phenomenal coach on a Division II level. And as much as we can act like D2 and D1 doesn't matter, as much as we want it not to matter, we should all be aware that it is very impactful in a lot of decisions of players, of coaches, of scouts, of fans. Everybody gets it. D2 matters. People are going to continue to try to get you to rise up. You have the best coaches in, in power five schools. And people are still talking about, you know, you might want to try your hand at the pros. So it's never until you reach that very top level that people are people are going to try to pull you up. I don't think it's anything, anything disrespectful. Matter of fact, I think it's a credit to you. If you're a D, D2 coach and nobody's talking about you moving up to the D1 level, you might want to reevaluate because people, when they think you're good, always assume, well, there's a grass is greener on this other side. But then also it's like, well, why, aren't, why are you coaching on this lower level? Why don't you step up? Now, maybe you built in inroads and now everybody knows you're not leaving. They may stop talking about it. Like I haven't really heard about Dabo leaving Clemson in a minute. But when he was winning championships, I heard a, a little bit of rumblings. I heard actually I heard it when Trevor Lawrence got hired. I mean, got uh, left college. Right. So you're going to hear these things just because that's what people want to do. Deion Sanders is being called up to power five schools. He had a one year or one and a half year. So this happens. Bowie State should have been acutely aware that as great a coach as Damon Wilson is, somebody was going to come a call that somebody happened to be Morgan State. Possibly they just said, if Damon Wilson ever were to leave, this is who we're going to have. So it didn't matter when he left or who he left for. It was just clear that Kyle Jackson was going to be the hire. Both of these are good plans, whether you already had somebody that you knew or if Damon Wilson came to you and you were able to formulate a plan quickly. They probably were a mix of both in there. This was a good move by Bowie State. Now let's talk about who Kyle Jackson is. Kyle Jackson is a guy who is a Bowie State alum. He played under, actually, he played under Coach Wilson when he was at Bowie State. So this is the man who is an who this is his alma mater. I think we all believe he's going to fight for Bowie State. You don't have to really question that. We know for a fact that, hey, when it comes down to who wants the best for Bowie State, it's going to be him. And if you're questioning because he never did work as a, a head coach before, he was the defensive coordinator for Bowie State last year. So they're going to stick with that defensive theme, just like Coach Wilson was. This is another defensive guy. But he was the director of football operations at Georgia State, which I think is a pretty good supplement for talking about leading men. I think that's a pretty good one. You ain't been a coach, but you were a director of football operations. You had to lead people. I like that. It shows leadership qualities. Bring them in. And with that being his alma mater, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked with just a good. doesn't even have to be great. Just a good season. If Coach Jackson is the, the permanent head coach, I'm okay with it being interim right now because we have passed the spring and everything, but it would not shock me if he does not have to do much to reach that permanent title. So we'll talk about just, just that was great, but we will talk about our second part of Feature Friday, and that's the SEAC commissioner talking about great leaders. The SEAC commissioner has stepped down after a 13-year run. Let's talk about that and what his lasting impression was.
All right, we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. We're back. This is the B-side, the second album in our double album of Feature Friday. I told you that I would tell you my favorite or one of my favorite double albums. And it's a couple that come to mind, but I want to go with one that I think is kind of underrated or does not at least get appreciated, maybe because the length or whatever. I don't know. But Summertime 06 was a great double album that I don't think I hear a lot of people talk about. So I want to shout that out because... The boy Vince put his foot in that album. I enjoyed that album. So, but let's continue with our B-side. Let's talk about the SEAC commissioner, Gregory Moore, stepping down, after, stepping down after 13 years. He is the longest tenured commissioner in SEAC history. And you don't get there by being a scrub. You don't get there by being mediocre. And if he was just being, just being around for 13 years, trust me, he wouldn't have been around for 13 years. And he's the longest tenured guy. Like I said, when you look at his tenure, I think it's marked by the financial success that he had. Everybody wants to make more money. I want to make more money. You want to make more money. She want to make more money. He want to make more. Everybody wants to make more money, but it's not just about making the money. It's not just about the financial progress that the, that the, uh, com that the conference has made. It's about where he started from. And it's the fact that when he first took control of the SEAC, we're looking at a conference that was struggling financially. They were having some real hard times. So when he comes in and he does what he does with the money, now you're seeing how important the generation of money is. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's see where he starts off at, right? So you're starting off at a top-line revenue of 500000 Now, 500,000 sound good. I take 500,000. But understand, this is a whole conference. He made that money go from 500,000 top line revenue to over 2 million. He increased that by over 450%. We just talking about business. We just talking about business. There are so many great deals that he was able to make within all of this. So let's continue going. Let's continue going because that's not all that he did. He had the partnership revenue jumped up 8 hundred percent now like i said I'm, I'm i'm not no accountant it's not what i do but making things jump 450 percent jumping 800 percent to me that sounds like pretty good business and you didn't just get there from you know just sitting on your hands he had deals with coca-cola nike home depot geico cricket ubs tiaa academy the google foundation georgia power toyota and that's just to name some of them we could keep going if we wanted to, but that's just how smart, because when you're doing this and you're making money the way that he is for this company or for this conference, excuse me, you have to make sure that your that your business is good. And he has. And on multiple times, he's shown his business savvy. But it's not just that because generating money is good. Right. We love that. And it's a sign of success. But let's talk about the things that he's done to set his conference apart from everybody else. He was the first conference in the NCAA that had an all-women officiating crew. Ain't never had that happen before. He was a trailblazer for that. He was the first single-source league-wide website. He had the first single-source league-wide website licensing agreement. That's what side on. He's the first one to do that. And then when you talk about TV rights, he had a seven-figure, six-year ESPN media, media rights. And when he had it, it was one of the biggest in D2 history. So we're seeing him set himself apart. 
like I said, you see why this guy stayed around and he could have been around for 13 more years if he decided that he did not want to retire. Let's keep going, man. The conference grew under his under his watch, added five teams to the fold. So you're looking at more money growing. You're looking at groundbreaking, just being an influential commissioner. And then now you're also talking about the league growing and adding teams. This is this guy had a legendary run, and it's going to be hard for people to follow. But I'll say this, the mark of a good leader, for me at least, and that's what I think, I've heard it before, I ain't come up with this, but I heard it before, it's just the mark of being a good leader is leaving something better for the other person that's going to follow you up than you had when you took it. And that's exactly what he did. This conference is in a significantly better place than it was in 13, than it was 13 years ago. And he even said, hey, I'll help the SEAC find whoever the next person is going to be. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to find somebody to measure up to Gregory Moore, but I'm glad that he's helping. At least he can give his expertise and say, that's the guy or that's the girl for the job. Enjoy your retirement. We're not retiring. We're going to take a little break that's called the weekend, but we'll be back on Monday. I appreciate you making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day. Don't forget about us over the weekend. Come back, do the same thing on Monday, and we're going to be talking about what does Damon Wilson bring to the Morgan State Bears. We're going to be talking about that now. For your second listen, you want to make sure that you're checking out Locked On NBA Big Boards because it's the NBA draft season. We had the lottery just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. You're going to have Leaf Thulin, Sam Ferris, Richard Stamen, and then, of course, Rafael Barlow, all hosting on the show, talking about the cycle, talking about the mock drafts, and, of course, the big boards. This is the number one stop. You have to go there, Odyssey. YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you're checking that out and make sure that you're checking me out on Twitter at South Exclusives if you want to hear what I have to say when I'm not on the mic. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.